What is up, you guys? It is Tuesday, October the 26th, 2021. I am Stephen Mielhausen, content editor for DAZN News, and also your party host at a walkway to Fight Club. And man, you know, if this audio is a little, it's because I'm having to do it with my AirPods as I lost the... I forget what they call it, to put it in my mixer box for my speed, my headphones. So I got to order one of those bad boys today. I'll have to get a couple of those, and I'll have to go from there. I'm going to try to find it here, and if I don't find it, then I'm going to have to order it. And I wanted to get this out real quick because it is a pertinent topic right now in wrestling. In the situation with Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch... And we all have heard what happened. Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch are supposed to do the championship exchange on SmackDown. So we'll get into that in a minute. I want to give my thoughts on that. But I want to get give everyone a shout out for listening to the Crown Jewel recap, the Ruby with along with the Ruby Soho interview. Thank you guys so much. It means a lot. It's greatly appreciated. I wanted to get that out together, and I'm thinking about it. I should have done the Ruby Soho interview separate because I. Hopefully you guys listen to it all, but thank you guys so much. It means a lot. Out in Germany, I'm going to get some love to Germany. My mother country is Mühlhausen is all German. That was I'm 50% German. So we are podcast number 206. We're ring 206 in Germany. We are up to number 70. I looked on Sunday. So Germany, thank you for showing the love. It's greatly appreciated, and everyone around the world showing the love, whether it's in the United States, Mexico, Canada, Germany, Turkey, and we were ranked in Turkey for a while on Spotify. So that's really cool. But listen, we're available everywhere, guys. Apple Podcasts, aka iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you can find a podcast. Just type in Walkway to Fight Club. It's so simple, guys. Hit that subscribe button. It's very, very simple. Subscribe, rate, review, Helps us move up in the rankings. But the interview I'm going to put for you guys today is with Charlotte Flair. And I did this interview, and I want to preface this by saying, I did this interview with her a few days after SummerSlam. And where she had become, again, the women, the Raw Women's Champion. Beating, uh, God, it was Nikki A.S.H. and Ray Ripley in a triple threat. and. At the end, and they're going to be like, well, why is this pertinent? I re-listened to the interview a couple times, and Becky Lynch comes up in the interview, and you could, as I I listen back to it, and I can feel, and you can, just the little snide comments was enough. I'm like, all right, let's, you know, I, you guys deserve the, the article is there, you can go to thezone.com forward slash en forward slash news but don't you guys to just take a gander at it i want to see what you guys think let me know how you feel you can find me on twitter at smuelhausen jr that's s-m-u-e-h-l-h-a-u-s-e-n-j-r you can follow the podcast on twitter at walkway fight facebook page type in just type in walkway to fight club big bang boom like the page follow the page we're gonna put this up it's a very, it's interesting. 
and I really wasn't putting much thought into it until this controversy ensued, and then off we went. It's it, It's been busy, so I don't even know why I never put that up, which was my fault, and I apologize for that. You guys deserve better from me on that. So we're going to put it up today. But we, so, but she says a lot of revealing stuff. And then we talk about John Cena and Chuck's about Andrade a little bit. You know, she had went to Mexico to be with Andrade when he faced Kenny Omega for the AAA Mega Heavyweight title back in August. So we talked about that and a whole lot more. A lot of really cool stuff. That was the first time I really talked to Charlotte Flair. But enough of me. And you don't want to hear from my happy butt. Right now, here's the queen. The SmackDown. And we'll get into that at the end of the podcast. My thoughts on the situation. But here is the queen. The SmackDown Women's Champion. Charlotte Flair. Hi, Charlotte. How are you? I'm good, Steve. How are you, sir? I can't complain. And, you know, I was listening to your interview this morning. I was with Renee. I was, me and my wife were dropping off my... Uh, oldest to kindergarten and she thought she found something really fascinating and I really wasn't paying attention because my oldest was talking to me you're a sex in the city fan I hear yes that very was much so. now are you now are you a Carrie Bradshaw or a Samantha girl oh my gosh I'm Carrie Bradshaw but I was fascinated by the the glamorous side of what Samantha did for her job. Okay. Okay. Yes. Because that's my wife. My wife loves Carrie, but she feels like Samantha has that sassiness to her that, you know, that Carrie seemed to lack a little bit, she felt like. Yes. Well, in reality, they're all four so sassy. That is true. um, Carrie's my favorite. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell her that because she told me she's like, "Can you make sure you ask that for me?" I'm like, "Yes." I'm like, "I will." I'll. We'll. We'll talk yeah. a little bit about it for you. Okay. Well, I'm just pumping the movies coming out. That's why I thought about it. Oh, she's doing another. There's some. They're. They're rebooting something. Whether it's a movie, or the series, I'm not sure. Because she's got. I don't know if you have this, but she's got the whole box set, including the first two movies. Yes. She's like hooked. I'm like, anytime it's it's like on E all the time, like late at night, and she'll just turn it on, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay. And like, I know it's my time to go play on the phone. <laughs> it never gets old, I'm telling you. <laughs> no, it does not. I'm like, these episodes are like 20 years old, and, we're, and you're still watching these. So I'm like, we could just pop in a DVD, like whatever, but you know how it is. They are 20 years old. They are 20 years old, and I lose that battle every time. Imagine when you and Manny are watching. I'm imagining Manny probably doesn't really want to watch either. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> not so much. No, not Sex in the City. You know, a very a very good weekend for WWE. And, you know, a ton of records broken over the weekend. And, you know, when you, once again, you were right in the front of center of everything. A, a really big part of the show. And, you know, when you hear... That once again, you know, WWE is breaking all these records. And then you get attached to it because you're a big part of the show. What does that mean to you, if anything? Oh, man. It still hasn't hit me that it's already happened. Because I felt like SummerSlam this year was my WrestleMania. So just the build to it, the work that um, myself, 
and everyone put into it and having these live events, um, you know, leading up to it. And since we've had COVID, we haven't been able to, I don't want to say practice, but we haven't been on the road like that. We haven't had live events that were not preparing, but almost advertising for that big party at the end of the summer. And to know how well it did with the highest grossing, the most watched, uh, the biggest attendance, it's like, we must be doing something right. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's and that's how big SummerSlam was. And to be a big part of it, um, I'm like, yeah, I know everyone wanted to tune in to watch me win uh, my 12th championship, right? That <laughs> 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 <It> was, <it. laughs> was one of the big, that to me was one of the big highlights of the show. Cause I kept telling my friends, I'm like, cause I was in <laughs> Vegas for the show and I'm like, they're like, no, she's not going to win. And I'm like, guys, come on, let's, if we're going to be honest, just a little bit, guys, nothing against Rhea, nothing against Nikki. I talked to Nikki earlier in the week last week, but I'm like, let's just be realistic about it. Yeah, let's be realistic. <laughs> the 12th time. <laughs> you know, no, I... No, but I mean, I will say this. for um, The competitiveness in me wants to go, you know, with something like SummerSlam. I go, I want to stand out on the show. I always shine bright on the brightest stages and walking away knowing that I gave my best. Um, the triple threat was great. No, uh, just going, I know I stood out. And that is something that I, like, I take pride in, that I want to do my best in those moments that matter. I have to say this. Every time I watch you doing that mood salt, I kind of just gasp. Because I'm like... Why are you doing this? Don't get me wrong. You have you have a very beautiful moonsault. But I'm like, why? Like, what? Because you only really busted out for the big matches. And do you ever get in that position? Do you ever get scared at all? Just because that move onto the floor is such a dangerous maneuver. Yeah, no, I've only done it a few times. I've done it, um, I can tell you every single time. I did it one time on Raw when Sasha and I were the main event, and she beat me for the first time for the Raw Women's Championship. It was in L.A. The next time I did it was Orlando WrestleMania. It was at WrestleMania 33. SummerSlam, the year Becky turned on me and became the man, and then I saved it for this one. Because it's one of the, like, I don't know. It's just not something that should be done every single time. Yeah. So I was like, because I debated on doing it at Money in the Bank. Mm Mm-hmm. With our first live audience back, and I was like, no, if I do it there, then I can't do it for SummerSlam. Because I knew that we were going to be at the new Allegiant Stadium, and the size of SummerSlam this year, I was like, I'll save it. But the, the restraint to do that is <laughs> a lot. But <laughs> that's what does make it so special, because I don't think anyone knew what was going to happen when I went up there. So now it gives that element, like, was she going to do it? <laughs> I so, know, I definitely agree. I was a little, I was a little nervous because I had new boots on. So I was like, okay, these gold boots I've never worn before. I'm a little nervous just because I wear my same, like, good luck ones. But no, it was fine. <laughs> just got to go for it. No, I <laughs> no, I agree with that. And, you know, I want to ask you about this because I seen Roman Reigns' tweet yesterday. And he got, as usual, it seems like you and Roman just get, to, get social media into a frenzy. And Roman's talking <laughs> about he's the reason why all these records are broken. What's your rebuttal to Mr. Roman Reigns? I thought it was quite funny. Um, I'm 
pretty sure everyone was on their feet when I won the 12th time. So, uh, how, how do I word this? Roman has had an incredible year, and there are levels to this, but I'm on a different level myself. You know, you look at you look at yourself, and you know, like you said earlier, you know, you're twelve time world champion. You know, you've done it all. And the one thing I always wonder, you know, talking about champions, is does how does each title win differ from the other? What is this reign? How is this reign different than the fifth reign, the sixth reign, the seventh reign, etc.? How is each reign different, particularly this one? Um, (laughs) I love it. Each reign is different just because every opponent is different. And everything, you know, I I feel like I grow every single time. Um, Whether it was winning the Divas Championship from Nikki or winning the Triple Threat at 32, uh, beating Asuka on SmackDown, leading up to 35. I mean, just every... Beating Natty at SmackDown for the time. I just, every, I'm just in a different place every time. So that's why they always feel different. To me, at least, as a performer. Like, every emotion is different. You know, I, you know, I talked, uh, the other day, I talked, uh, Jake Paul. And, you know, and I said, and I asked him this because, you know, it, it fascinates me about high caliber athletes and dealing with the hate and trying to block it out. And, you know, and you've talked about this a little bit in the past. How do you block all of that out and just focus on each match, focus on the performance? How do you block all that out? Because you get a lot of hate more than others for reasons I still really can't comprehend. But how do you? How are you able to handle all that? It's not. I don't think that I block it out. I think I soak it in. Okay. I think that's almost a chip on my shoulder and what drives me knowing that I have so many critics so I have to be that much better that I have to be, um, I, well, so, you know, the cliche phrase, I must be doing something right. If everyone's talking about me. Yeah. It's kind of, it's one of those things I keep telling myself. It's like, keep doing exactly what you're doing. Keep working hard, keep moving forward, keep, you know, performing, like you did when it's SummerSlam, because what are they going to say? You know, it's like, instead of blocking it out, it's just soak, soak it all in and use that as fuel. Is it something you learned from, is it? I still woke up Monday and I felt, oh, she only got her 12th title when she was (laughs) his daughter. And I just laughed (laughs) to myself. I really do. I go, if one person took away anything from SummerSlam, it's like, well, I don't know. You know, like, that's what... Yeah. I must be doing something right. Is it something... You no, know, because your dad was the ultimate heel. Is it something you, like, yeah. you're... You, is it something you took from your dad? Is it, like, a bit of advice he gave you in terms of how to handle it? Or is that something you had to figure out on your own and just kind of navigate the waters? Oh, that was something I had to figure out on my own and navigate the waters. Because I'd say something to my dad. And my dad's like, why do you care, honey? I was yeah. like, no, Dad, it bothers me. <laughs> so, no, that's just something. You just have to have thick skin. And, yeah, some days are easier than others, you know. But, uh, 
it's to me it's all about just never giving it life never never giving something so negative like that's what they want is attention yeah so they have now i'm center of attention again you are the center of attention. You are the queen of women's wrestling. And two more questions, Charlotte. And thank you so much for the time today. It's greatly appreciated. And, you know, oh, I, yes, sir. I see you always using, you know, starting to do different maneuvers in your skill set. You know, I like that look, the elbow thing you do. And I know I seen that you learned that from Manny. And I know you had went to Mexico. You watched him in AAA. And how much, when you go to a show like that, you know, because it's a different country, but it's also, but more importantly, it's a different style of wrestling. When you're watching different wrestling like that, does that just in, incite more ideas to learn a different move set at all, or or do you feel like the skill set you have you want to keep, or do you want to just try to adapt and learn more as time goes on? No, it, it inspires me. I, I I I do know that my move set or my excuse me my style yeah is set now like. I'm not going to change my style, but there's nothing wrong sprinkling in stuff here and there. Because another thing is if I go out there, have a match, and I do every single new move, people are going to react. I mean, they might be excited, but they're not going to – there are signature things that I yeah. will always, always, always do. But, no, I just watch it. I'm like, oh, I could use that, or I could maybe incorporate that into the move that I already do. And um, it's just never wanting to stop learning. And yes, being uh, in Mexico, the Lucha Libre is much different, but watching how fast-paced and high-flying and especially watching Manny himself, um, yeah, I, I, I always just want to take bits and pieces and l- learn something from what I've watched. Whether I use it now or six months from now, sometimes that's the case. Um, but yes, I, it, it does inspire me. You know, I watched... I don't know if you've seen this. Someone posted it on my Twitter today. It was uh, a video that John Cena did through Cricket. And it was about a, it was with a little boy who John gave, and during John's last run here that just ended, that he gave a wristband to him, one of his wristbands to him at a show. And actually, no, it was more farther back than that. But he gave him a wristband and then, his mom was going through breast cancer and, you know, he gave it to his mom. He told his mom, you know, Cena says never give up. And, you know, and then John, you could tell John was about to cry. And then the little boy came out, they were starting to talk and he gave the little boy a big hug. And then the mom came out and he did the same thing. And I look at you and you can make the parallel that you're the John Cena of female wrestling for WWE. Do you view yourself on that level to the fact that you are an inspiration, you know, everything you've done, you're on top of your game, you're on top of the women's division in the WWE. Do you view yourself at all as a, a John Cena type for women's wrestling in WWE? Well, first I want to say there will never be another John Cena. Um, he has meant that much to the industry. And especially, like you said, his make a wish, um, contributions and that he's made the most wishes out of anybody but i do know when i first started and to this day that is who i want to mold myself after and be like um unfortunately i am a bad guy no camera no is the ultimate good guy but i never lose that 
that intensity or passion of wanting to embody WWE. You know, wanting to do as much on the outside, for instance, media, um, whether it's media, Special Olympics, uh, there's so many community events that we take part in. So, yeah, I mean, I, I hope, you know, to be mentioned in the same sentence as him that I am considered, you know, to have that similar, I guess, career is like an honor to me. It really is. Because I just, you know, he's John Cena. You know, you, I don't know how else to say it. Like, I'm, I'm a talent in the same company as him, like, not even a peer, but a co-worker. And I, I still say it like that. Like, he's John Cena. But you're Charlotte Flair. You're the queen. <laughs> no, and I hope that, like, <laughs> it's, it's hard when you're in it to see it as yourself. Like, yes, yeah. I want to be the female John Cena. And if people say that, then I'm going to continue, even if I don't feel like I've gotten there yet, that I'm going to continue to, to work as hard and feel that want to be that way with everything I do. You do know that the queen, a queen is bigger than the man. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> well, man always bow, a man always bows down to the queen. <laughs> <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> you are. I do that to my wife all the time. So I can, you are definitely not wrong, Charlotte Flair. Exactly. I've learned very quickly in my time of being married that you do, we always have to bow down to the females. And I have no problem with that. <laughs> and you got to tell Becky, now I do have one more question. And you know, cause you yeah. hear that you hear the chance. We all hear the chance. And you know, I, I feel like you do a very, and a lot of other people feel like you do a very good job of shutting those down before they ever get started. And, in your mind, is that the biggest female match for you? Even though you faced her before, but now it's a completely different level just seeing where you guys are at. Is it the well, biggest match for you? Number one doesn't talk about number two. Well, who's number one? And Wait. who's number two? Number one doesn't talk about number two. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I learned that adage a long time ago, and you're not wrong on that. <laughs> You can catch her every Monday night on WWE Monday Night Raw on the USA Network, 8 Eastern, 7 Central. And Charlotte Flair, you, I have a hit list every year. I've been doing this 12 years now. I have a hit list every year. I break it down into MMA, boxing, and wrestling. And my number one person was Paul Heyman. You were number two this year. Not just because... Thank you. Because I talk to Paul often on social media and we'll DM each other and... Yeah. And everything. And I'm like, when WWE said, Hey, do you want to talk to Charlotte? I'm like, we got, we got to do this. I'm like, I've talked to your dad before. Your dad's awesome. You know, but I've always wanted to talk to you. So thank you for taking time out today. It really does mean a lot. Oh, I Thank you. And thanks for the uh, sex in the city chat. <laughs> oh, now see, You'll I'm... Have to tell your wife. now my wife is going to be very happy when I get home. Cause now I can engage in a sex in the city conversation and actually be interested in talking about it. <laughs> Charlotte, thank you so much for the time and look forward to talking to you again in the future. No, thank you, sir. Have thank a great day. You too. A big thank you to the then Raw Women's Champion and the now SmackDown Women's Champion, the Queen, 
Charlotte Flair and you know, I said I'd give my thoughts on the situation, and I'm going to. That was, we all saw what happened on SmackDown. I feel like both Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch were really put in a really bad position. They really were. And should Charlotte get some of the blame? Sure. You know, I mean, I watched it a couple times, and she she made Becky look bad. And she should have handled it like a professional and then gone from there. I know she was unhappy with, and I know Becky was too, with this whole championship exchange nonsense. But I'm going to put more of the blame on Vince McMahon. Charlotte deserves some of it. Becky deserves none. And, and you can actually say Becky deserves a little bit of the blame too. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk that. And I'll start with Becky Lynch. Just because she could have just handed the belt over instead of throwing it and having that pouty face, she could have just said, kind of gone on with it, handled it like a professional, and moved on. But she didn't do that. She pouted a little bit, and if you watch her, you don't need that, you know? And two wrongs don't make a right in this situation. and. I can get she was upset. I get it. I understand. You don't want to look bad. But when your boss puts you in a bad position like Vince did, I can I can see both ladies being upset and the situation led to this. There was no reason for this to happen. You could have gone a couple different ways. You could have had the most logical one would have been Becky Lynch losing at Crown Jewel. To Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair beating, losing to Bianca Belair on Raw last week. This could have all been avoided. Said you have a situation where you have two very dominant, dominant talents right now, and they want to remain strong, which you can completely understand. You know, Becky is their biggest and mainstream female attraction. And Charlotte Flair, I think it's Charlotte and Sasha are the best overall talents behind on the mic, in ring work, etc. But Becky's not far behind in that aspect either. Neither is Bianca Belair. I think Bianca Belair has got to work a little bit more on those promos. The promos are still a little lacking, in my opinion. But when your boss puts you in that horrible position, you could see the frustration. You could see the frustration on her face while this segment was going on. You know, and then they yelled at in the back and they yelled at each other. Charlotte was reportedly escorted out of the building. I have confirmed that. I still say reportedly because until we hear it from Charlotte Flair, then I think it's for here and over there. But the reports are, and I've gotten those same reports that Becky was upset, Sonya Deville upset, Vince McMahon was upset. I know there's people in her camp. I've talked to a couple that have planted the seed of her, maybe you should try to get out of this. I don't know. I AEW does need help in that women's division, don't get me wrong. But 
she would be with Andrade. Who they're going they're engaged to be married. I get that. But I think she would do better in AEW. She would be at the star, yeah, but she wouldn't have to put all this toll on her body. And you can have better matches. The WWE schedule's a grind. And they're wrestling what, three, at least three days a week, sometimes four. Body isn't made to do that. I don't think. Um, I think it's on. I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I think the possibility has to be out there. Maybe she requests her release. Maybe Vince just says, hey, let's get through. This week, SmackDown's in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Maybe they drop the title there and you call it a wrap. Maybe you do that. I don't know. I I know the old Vince would have, if you didn't want to be there, he'd let you go. I don't know if that's the case in this situation. We'd have to see. Because you know what, it, and this is what I people still don't understand is the brand is bigger than the talent in WWE. That is the case, which makes the talent is like a spoke on the wheel. And I hate saying that, and I, and I hate the term, but it's the truth. And it's unfortunate because Roman Reigns should be bigger than he is. Charlotte Flair should be bigger than she is. Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks. Look at Big E, Bobby Lashley. Drew McIntyre, these talents should be bigger than what they are. You're not going to get that there. You can get it somewhere else, sure. I and I honestly think you can. And you and you see that, but I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this gets handled. Because there's going to be a keen eye, and I haven't watched Raw yet, and I'm going to try to watch it today. I want to see how her promo, Becky Lynch's promo, is. But I'm looking forward to SmackDown this week. I actually am. Um, but I'm very, very, very intrigued to see what is exactly going to happen here. Um, but I think both women were wrong. I think Charlotte more than Becky. But I think you have to, and this isn't getting discussed enough. And I don't know why. But at the end of the day, it falls on Vince McMahon. This idea is so fucking stupid. Oh, we're going to do a title exchange. What the fuck are we doing? That's my thoughts on that, but that's me. But a big thank you to Charlotte Flair for the time right after SummerSlam. Thank you to WWE for giving me the interview. It's always appreciated. They haven't given me no interviews lately. I wonder if I'm in the doghouse. I've been a little more vocal about them on Twitter, so maybe that's it. I don't I don't care. I played it a beat of my own drummer, but... Don't forget, we're back in the archives, our interview from this past week with Ruby Soho. Recap of Crown Jewel. What we also have coming up this week will be the reigning, defending UFC light heavyweight champion, Jan Blahovich. I will have that audio up for you guys tomorrow. And then for Thursday will be Corey Sanhagen. And then Friday will be a UFC 267 preview as it's a big card. UFC returns to Fight Island. Jan Blachowicz, Glover Teixeira, the UFC Light Heavyweight Championship. And then for the interim bantamweight title, Corey Sanhagen, our guest, coming up later on this week against Peter Jan. And then next week, oh my God, next week's huge, guys. Oh my goodness. We got Caleb Plant, 
joining us. We also got, and I'm really, really, really looking forward to this one because I just talked to him today, the one and only Colby Covington. Colby Covington does not hold back. We will have interviews of Colby Covington, Rose, Doug Rose, the Bantam, the women's strawweight champion, the world, Doug Rose, Namayunas. We got the former champion, Zhang Wale, the great Michael Chandler. May have a couple more secrets up my sleeve. I don't know yet. In the following week, we got already some bangers. Jaime Munguia, Gabe Rosado, they'll be fighting November 13th at the almost sold out Honda Center in Anaheim, California, which you can catch exclusively on DAZN. We got a couple other goodies coming up, guys. Um, there's more than that, I promise. Oh, my God, you guys are going to get some goodies. I'm making up for some lost time. So thank you guys so much. It means a lot. It's greatly appreciated. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, a.k.a. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all your favorite podcasting platforms. Rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Helps us move up in the rankings. You can find me on Twitter at smuelhausenjr. That's S-M-U-E-H-L-H-A-U-S-E-N-J-R. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Walkway Fight. That's enough of me. You guys are done. It's time to go enjoy the rest of my day off. This is Stephen Mielhausen, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Mwah. Adios. I'm out of here. Peace.